What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 1st of September, 2022. Uh, like, needless to say, summer's almost gone. It's the 1st of freaking September, 2022. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Weights and Biases. Dave, how you doing today? I am doing fantastic today. How about you, Jim? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful um, late summer day. At the very beginning of starting in September in uh, in Canada and then most of the northern United States, that's when kids go back to school. And when kids go back to school, that's when um, well winter begins, and winter is terrifying. Um, so in in this part of Canada, and then again uh, our our neighbors just to the south, this is a, a really bittersweet, wonderful time of year. Yeah, I'm on the west coast, so it's a little different here. It's like, yeah, it'll get a little gray and kind of a bit of rain. <laughs> so. Well, again, this is a, this this is the time that teaches us most about entropy, about the uh, you know the the the, the 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 death of all things, the impending death of all things, and uh, it's a very philosophical time. And you know, I don't know a lot about art. Actually, that's not true. I, I know a hell of a lot of art, including what I do and I don't like. It's philosophy I don't know a lot about, but I know enough to know that life is weird this way. And weirder still is the decision of the Colorado State Fair to award first place in the digital arts category to uh, Jason Allen for his AI-generated work, Theatre de Opera Spatiale. Now, to be fair to the fair, it, the Theatre de Opera Spatiale, is a very fetching painting, mixing the television and film genres by combining transportative properties of like a friggin' Stargate with the tragic and somehow erotic and stately qualities of the royal court of uh, Padme Amidala. To be sort of unfair to everyone else in the competition, the painting, like all digital arts, is more of a rendering, and this painting was done entirely by a computer, not not on a computer, by a computer, because um, it, was, it, was, it was done by AI. Now, it should be noted that Mr. Allen, who is the CEO of a Denver-based video game company called Incarnate Games, he's been 100% upfront about who he is and how the work was created. He's not cheating. 
He didn't grant himself a prize. He has been bemused. He's not the judge. He's, he, you know, the judge has granted him the prize, not, not him. He has been bemused by people's reactions, given he says he spent hundreds of hours experimenting with the commands given to the AI before settling on what he thought were the, the top three images, one of which was um, Theodore de Opera Spatial, the one that won the award. So obviously his tastes in his top three were good. Eventually, there's going to be a category for AI-created art in, in most competitions, but it kind of raises the question or the on the future of and on our ideas about art. Welcome to Webcology, friends. We're, uh, we're not sure how friendly the future is, but um, it does continue to promise to be interesting, and at least we'll know if we like it or not. Well, and you know, I mean, one could say that the purpose of art is to evoke emotion, and this piece <laughs> has definitely done that. <laughs> it has. Um, yeah, what do you think? I mean, like, like I, I think the Colorado State Fair did this on purpose to, to, to generate controversy and uh, to get us talking about the Colorado State Fair. Um, 10 out of 10 for marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think this was just one of those things that had to happen at some point. So that exactly what you what you were calling that it needs its own category, because the talent that goes behind making it is incredibly high and it is creating art. It's just not creating art that we traditionally think of as art, um, right? And, and it doesn't have somebody spending hundreds of hours with a paintbrush in hand. It has somebody spending hundreds of hours in front of their computer, right? Yeah. Figuring out how to train models to, to produce something like this. So it is a different thing. But would I say it's not art? I've seen it. it it's it is art. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. image, it, sir. It, it, exactly. Um, but and and in fact, it raises questions which good art should do, um, right? And it, it it raises ethical questions which good art should do. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's served its purpose. But I do think you can't pit, and, and we're going to see more and more of this. You can't pit humans against machines, right? Like you just we just can't do that. We do different things. Um, so I think in this context, I, I think it was fair that that it get awarded. I think you're right. It was fantastic marketing. At the same time, it may have been the best art produced there because I would qualify it as that. But um, yeah, I, I think it, it should have its own category. And what an incredibly rich category that will be. Indeed. You know, I'm I'm not old enough, but I'm almost old enough to remember when Bob Dylan walked on stage with an electric guitar and his audience walked out on him because it wasn't the art they were looking for. Right. Right. But uh, the medium kind of picked up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK. Um, so if you've been watching the helpful content update that 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 Google issued last week and you were thinking to yourself, this hasn't been particularly helpful. You can stop with the jokes because according to Google, the jokes themselves aren't particularly helpful. Um, the helpful algorithm has, um, <laughs> the helpful rhythm is rolling out. It's going to take a while to roll out. Google has an awfully big index and apparently they're going after everything. But um, people have been complaining and, 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 and joking about and then again saying that, the, the, that this is a big nothing burger. Um, John Mueller and, and Danny Sullivan, uh, Google spokespeople um, have, again, suggested this might take a while. Sit tight. <laughs> That's helpful. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, one thing that we as, as SEOs, I think, can take calm in, and I can't know this for sure, uh, but it's it's sort of how, how I'm interpreting this is it is going to take a while to roll up. Like, we can all see why, like we've talked about this previously, it's a domain-wide um, update, which that's obviously going to take a while. Um, I have a feeling that there will then, like, there's always cascading, like butterfly flaps its wings kind of effect, right? So oh. not only across the domain, but then that domain links and references other yep. domains. And so all of that needs to roll out. So the, 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 the joy that I get out of that is going in something that large, there's a good chance Google might just like hit the snooze button on rolling out new updates until they can kind of get a feel for what it really did. So we might actually have some calm for a little while um before the next uh, the next big update well absolutely um and for people who've gained or lost suddenly on this sit tight this is the period of flux is going to be happening with this one this one most particularly um i was joking in, a, in an seo forum the other day that uh it's not like we're back in the days of Florida when Google literally had to take the entire index and remeasure itself against the entire index or remeasure every right. page against them. And then somebody reminded me, actually, that's kind of what's happening right. in a weird way. Ultimately, that is what's happening. Um, so this will take a while. Now, some folks have been suggesting that there is another algorithm out there that's in play, one that's um, uh, 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 messing around with the value of links. Um, Google has come out and said, uh, no, that's not us. If something is happening, it's not us. And it couldn't be happening because it's our system. So it's no, it's not them. It's not, it's, it's, there's, there's no algorithm messing with the value of links since, um, what was it called? Goodness. Um, the last time they did this, they, they, I even had a little name for it. And I'm sorry, I just spaced the name. Um, outside of the web spam, web spam update that ran a few months ago. Well, and something that I find interesting about that is it circles back to the butterfly. If people are feeling that links might be impacted on, mm -hmm. on an algorithmic update, is it possible? And I don't know the answer to this because I don't know specifically what how all the, the pieces work together inside the algorithms that are Google, but is it feasible that the changing of the helpfulness rating of a domain impacts the weight that it passes to a link to another domain that might be deemed helpful or not helpful or or might increase the value of helpfulness that's then associated with that domain um you know i i would suggest or, or put forth that the answer is yes that if a domain if, if if somehow there's some boost to a domain to go oh we found that this site is has generally helpful content oh part of that helpful content is a link over here to this site it probably has helpful content too. Um, you know, so so there might be a little bit of that secondary, I don't know for sure because it's a complex algorithm and Google didn't call me up and go, this is how it works. But I would suggest that it's it's possible that as a secondary byproduct, it might be impacting links. You know, you've um, kind of reached the dog days, the, the long days of summer. When uh, Google spokespeople reply creatively, this time with a poem. Um, so, there's like I said, there's been a lot of speculation that 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 there's a link evaluation algorithm running, and as you said, Dave, the butterfly effect is for real. Um, the web spam uh, update happened several months ago, and it could its its effects could still be playing through the um, through the linkosphere. 
but so John, so John writes back to um, uh, uh, Gary Eyes and to um, at Making Eight. It's links in a big web with bots. It has the juice. I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's links. I can tell you all about them. I mean, look at this thing. When I tried it with JavaScript, everything changed. Now that's beautiful, eh? That wow. Is, that is. <laughs> um, that, 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 that should be studied in like, um, oh, I don't know, SEO classes at universities in, in, the, <laughs> literature, in the literature section, the uh, about five second log literature section. Now, you know what I have to be thinking right now, like we're, we're now talking about literature, which I, I think is, is funny, and I'm picturing poems that could be written by like GPT-3. How long do you think it is? We now have computer-generated art-winning art shows. How long do you think it is until a literary award is given to AI, like a, 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 something that was, was generated by artificial intelligence? That'll be a dark and rainy night when that happens, or dark and stormy night when that happens. Um, that you know what? Um, pretty soon, I would, I would, I would, um, I would guess. I've been playing with um, AI-generated content on a large site using. Um, uh, uh, well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say the, the the AI AI spinner because you know somebody who's listening might somehow get some clue out of this um some competitor but um i've noticed that while it might lift entire sentences from other competing websites it really weaves those sentences well with its own original content um i'm, I'm kind of impressed well dismayed at the same time with with what's coming out by by this ai that 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 team i'm working with is working with so it's only a matter of time yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I have to agree, obviously, like we're, we're like, I'm playing around with, with this sort of stuff with, uh, with one of our, our, our engineers and sort of toying around with how far can you make it and then fact checking it to see like, can it write machine learning, like highly technical content and at what level and how wrong is it um, on certain things. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting further and further along that's that's for sure and we're not putting the resources that say google would be um you know to it and we know that like they're trying to generate content in their own understandings heck that's what like mom was kind of about right is like them being able to like generate a picture of the the world or a topic based on like variant sources um and, and sort of like grouping them all together and, and collecting it all together so or at least one of its purposes so it, it'll be We've discussed this on the show before, and I, I, I think that most readers of the, or most, most listeners, if they just think about it, this is obvious. AI and machine learning is amazing with concepts that already exist. If it's been written about, then the machine learning was going to go out there and it's going to ferret it out and find it and learn from it and incorporate it into And the AI is going to take that and make original sounding content out of it. But if it's something that the AI is sort of dreaming of it, dreaming up a cons like like how humans have light bulb ideas or innovative moments, inventive moments, right. AI sucks at that. It hasn't. I mean, it it it's going to regurgitate somebody else's inventive moments because AI in and of itself isn't inventive. It's regurgitative. But the, the thing that makes it different is it can draw from many more sources than than than, than we could even conceivably think of given if provided the sources are already there 
that's a very, very good point. And it is one of the significant limitations uh, that it's only as good as its trading set. Um, but uh, yeah, In it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. And how does, how create, like leading of course to the to questions, like how creative am I really? Like, am I actually creative when I come up with a solution to, to a, a problem that nobody's, that I haven't seen before, nobody's seen before? Or is it just like something that a machine could have come up with if it spent the number of years I have collecting the same information I have, would it have come to the same conclusion, right? There is nothing, am I creative? There is nothing new under the sun, Horatio. I've, yeah. I've heard, I've heard said, um, but it's, I mean, and also the, the IBM did this experiment like sometime in the seventies, mid seventies, where they figured that every conceivable rock and roll chord in rock and roll in every conceivable combination had already been played. So no matter what, you're plagiarizing somebody else. So who knows? I mean, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's we're, we, we build our thoughts and our art, our software, our SEO philosophies on the shoulders of giants. Um, and there's so much that's gone before. Um, so honestly, uh, 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 it's really hard to quantify good writing and good art, but you know it when you see it. And uh, these days, you still know AI when you see it, but it's getting so much better. Yeah. Um, okay, where are we, where are we going from there? Like, holy jump! That was a fun one to, to jump off with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you seen? Here's a sad one. This is this was published in uh, Search Engine Roundtable, and you know Barry's got Barry's been around since the very beginning, so he's got a soft spot for. It. But you should see the sad and lonely Yahoo pictures. Oh yeah. You remember the first time you were in? Uh, in Silicon Valley, you were going to um, San Jose, probably coming from uh, San Francisco airport and on the way to San Jose, you got to go through uh, Sunnyvale. And as you go through Sunnyvale, you see Yahoo headquarters. And this is like back in the early, early 2Ks when everything was still big and new. And so your heart went, oh my God, it's Yahoo, holy jumping. Well, that's a um, faded, um, shell of its former glory with um, imprinted letters at the top of buildings. You can't barely even see the Yahoo anymore, but you know it was there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving, moving right along as time will. Um, that's just very sad. So Twitter is testing an edit button. If you are somebody who's registered for the Twitter Blue, if you're a Twitter Blue subscriber, um, that doesn't mean you get erotic or pornographic Twitter. That means you're paying $4.95 a month for the right to um, have you know, added features, one of which is you have a half hour of editing time from the moment you hit enter or hit tweet. Um, they've never done this before. Uh, tweets will be marked with uh, edited notation. But, um, you know, some people are, are suggesting this is the death of Twitter again. Yeah, I, it's, it's funny. We, we've all wanted an edit button, right? Like we all, you see it and you're just like, ugh. Like you, you send it out and there's a typo, right? Or, or something yeah. like that. Normally, for, for most of us, if you're not like, I don't know, like not saying good or bad, but like somebody like Elon Musk, who in that half an hour, will have amassed a ton of comments and a ton of um, reactions. If I put it out, yeah, there's going to be like 
story. I'm not super like notable on Twitter. There's going to be like a handful of things. <laughs> I could just delete the thing, right? And then that first like five, 10 minutes or after I see it go, yeah, okay, I'm just going to delete, like copy, delete, paste, you know, fix my typo, post again. The that historic will, record has fine. not been messed with. Much. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas somebody like Elon Musk, if he did that, there's no sort of going back. If it was like a typo, for example, after five minutes, he notices it. It probably has thousands of reactions and probably dozens of comments, maybe more, right? So he doesn't just have that. So the ability to edit there is great, but I think we can all see the problem is all of a sudden you've had all these reactions and now you can actually change the context um, of, of what you're saying with a, with an edit button. It'd be nice if they had like a that, two characters to change. That, that does raise the question though, is Elon Musk within 30 minutes of a lawyer at any given time? <laughs> we're gonna find out really soon <laughs> valid point valid point um i for the most part i do like it i think one of the the things that i think is smart because i've done that enough like not i usually like think to double check my tweets before i send them out uh but occasionally i'll be like in a rush and then as soon as it's posted i notice it it's like i oh, gotta gotta delete sometimes it'll happen a little bit later um this actually might win me over um, to subscribing because it would just save me that like little bit of time, um, you know, once or, or twice a month or, or something like that. And it's fairly cheap. And there are other other parts of, of Twitter blue. So it, what does it win? I don't think it's going to kill Twitter. Like, I don't see how this this would, would kill Twitter. Okay. If all the other things that have happened didn't, this is <laughs> this isn't the big thing that it's like, oh, tons of bots but you loud editing right like that's that's not what, what kills what kills twitter in my opinion. But no. anyway um and for for listeners who are keeping score the court case uh dictating whether elon musk should be held to his words that he probably would have edited given half the chance but didn't have it back then or not <laughs> is still going on in court and he might be 44 billion lighter by the end of it or 1 billion lighter depending on how things swing um God, what a weird world this is. We report, you know, we report this like totally matter of factly, like it's a billion here, a billion there. Like these people are idiots. Doesn't really matter. Um, it's amazing. Just amazes me. Um, if you're running WordPress, you got a security update you got to deal with. In fact, there's three fairly major vulnerabilities. Um, Login, open up WordPress, update, log out. You're done. But do it. Um, because somebody else is logging in and doing some funky stuff in your name. Um, uh, maybe, 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 maybe even convincing like um, some elderly family member of yours to give away the inheritance. So it's in your best interest. Upgrade, up, uh, update your uh, WordPress. I always try to make it in people's best interest to do these 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 things. Like they're stealing, they're stealing like 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 your your your, your grandpa's inheritance. So. Get in there and do it. <laughs> um, I've now put a little sticky note to remind myself on my monitor, update WP. <laughs> it's like, right? Because I might forget, go for lunch. Um, something I saw, I saw um, Barry had noted, uh, again, Barry Schwartz, and I'm really glad he caught this because I hadn't thought about this, eh? But now that, you, now, that, now, that I know, now that he noted it, wow, microdata formats. There was a conversation he found somewhere in Twitter um, uh, uh, microdata formats haven't have been around forever. We talk about the importance of schema and microdata over and over and over again. There hasn't been a substantial update in microdata formats in like 
almost seven years. Hmm. Yeah. I just, I just think that's kind of neat. That is kind of neat. Like I, I hadn't actually even thought of it. There's little add-ons here and there. Um, little uh, there's there's ways that you can you can add um, extra fields um, or field types, but there hasn't been a substantial change in um, how microdata is shared or uh, or written um, in almost a decade. And it's it's like one of the most critical things you can have on a site or on a page. Yeah. That is interesting. Like I know, I know, yeah. it seems dull. I mean, it's, it, 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 for 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 listeners' benefit, it is the last weeks of summer. Like things do slow down, right? <laughs> I actually do find it interesting, though, that that it that it is. Like, it, I mean, it, it's a it's an interesting point, and that like growth is 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 flat. How many times have we talked about it as a critical thing? Like, I'm not saying that everybody should listen to us and do everything we say, but or or the, even that everybody does listen to us to begin with, but. If we're talking about it in the frequency that we do, which is like mm -hmm. at least once every few months, we'll talk about it, some useful feature and how important it is. It's not just us doing that. It, like a, a lot of people are. And, and that it's growth is 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 flat is a bit surprising because the battleground for rankings gets higher and higher yep. and harder, right? Like and, and, and even this if, is just like such an easy one. And even if you do rank, say you're say you're one of the one of the lucky ten. I'm sorry, lucky nine. That's 2022. It's mm -hmm. no longer ten blue links. It's now usually nine blue links. So you're one of the lucky nine. You're shoved down almost below the fold. Now, luckily, search users know enough to trust the blue links. Don't trust anything else. Only trust official blue links. Google the court, <laughs> um, and they will scroll down. And uh, now you're kind of sort of below the fold competing with a whole bunch of other blue links and this is where um sticking out like a really beautiful graceful thumb comes in and that's what you get with schema you stick out like a beautiful graceful thumb not like a little not like a withered little pinky like all the other little blue links do <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay that was, that was a crappy analogy but what i'm trying to say is use schema and people will notice your results they'll they'll see the rich results underneath you'll like end up um hell you'll end up informing the knowledge graph so you might end up being being a uh a one box heck yeah no i think like yeah and You're, you know what we'll probably be talking a year from now about how it's still flat Get yourself into shopping, get your images noticed. These days, get your videos noticed and uh, get a fairly accurate counting from, from Google on your YouTube activity all through Schema. You know what's occurring to me, though, Jim? Mm -hmm. Is some of our competitors might be listening. So don't. <laughs> Schema's flat. That's because it's useless. Don't worry about it. Focus on link building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. link acquisition. Absolutely. And actually, you know what? Link building is still important. It's still a web built around links. Um, going out and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not 2017 anymore. Heck, it's not, not, uh, it's not 2019 anymore. But um, yeah, no, I don't want to, I, I do want to make fun of link acquisition, but I don't because it's still really important. But I think of all those companies that were built entirely on link acquisition and how the fallout was, was so bad for them. I think we're going to go through the, through the same thing now with companies that can't do content and the schema to uh, reflect that content uh, uh, electronically or digitally. 
Yeah, well, something that hit me, I, and I'm going back just for a second in our in our sort of tale or like our, our episode here. Um, but we had talked a little bit earlier about no recent search algorithms focused on links outside of web spam, right? Like we were mm -hmm. talking about that, you know, 15, 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And one of the things that occurred to me when I first read that and, and, and read the story around it is, isn't that interesting? That's why I sort of like made a little dig at links there is, isn't it interesting that one of two things has to be true? And I think one of them is more likely. Either John is saying Google's nailed it. They understand how links should be calculated. Mm -hmm. it took them like 20 years to get there, but <laughs> damn it, they don't need to change it anymore. That's it. They got this. They, they got that nailed. Or they're paying so little attention to it now, and its weight is reduced to a point where they kind of can just believe it on autopilot and focus on other things. One of those two things kind of has to be true if they're not launching algorithms around it right now or updating algorithms around it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it, that, that I find interesting. Well, actually, I, I totally hear what you're saying. And when it comes to links, I think that both are kind of true. Um, the first iteration of Penguin was uh, bouncy, to say the least. Bouncy, then you wait a few months, <laughs> and bouncy, then wait a few months. But they've been working on it and, 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 improving, and improving that ever since. And um, it's at the point now where... Um, Google doesn't care about dodgy links. It, 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 honestly, it, it cares about seeing patterns of manipulation. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure it even cares about the links when it sees the pattern of manipulation because it could just ignore them. It doesn't have, they don't have to have an effect. But that's right. a trigger for Google saying, well, if they're screwing around here, they may well right. be screwing around there. Um, so if, if Google sees you buy a bunch of links, it's not like, um, 10 years ago where Google was going to punish you, you might even get a site-wide uh, for, 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 for bad behavior. That's not gonna happen anymore. Google's just going, you're, you're gonna spend a whole bunch of money and Google's gonna ignore that you spent a whole bunch of money and you'll be out that money. And uh, some, 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 some link company will be like, you know, um, 
I don't know, whatever they'll do with their money. Um, who knows what they'll be doing? Heroin or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, you'll be out the cash. Google won't care. And uh, that's how that will go. No harm, no foul in Google's eyes. But the pattern might make them look at other parts of your website. And if you've been cheating there, you're probably cheating there, here, and then you'll get in trouble. Right. But you, you've drawn the eye of Sauron. <laughs> something like that, yeah. Um, all over um, something that was so 2007. Right. Um, and Google, and, but, but Google still cares about links because links are how Google, you know, um, if, if it's a really simple formula, if it's useful, people from related industries who want their readers to have useful stuff will link to it. The web is so big, you'll eventually have a whole bunch of links. Right. And isn't that a funny thing? Like it, it's, it's sort of the circular conversation that always comes up with, with links. And I, I find myself in the same one where I end up contradicting myself in a conversation about links. And then I'll circle back and go, but I was right. And then the logic will contradict itself is, should you be doing link building? Yes. Do these do these links that people are like acquiring hold value in the same way you would go yes and no at the same time, but it's always been thus. So should you hire a link building company? I guess it depends, but like where it, it almost leads to this circular, like it depends how it's being done. It depends if it's content-based, I suppose. Um, but like the art that we were discussing earlier, you kind of know a good link when you see it. <laughs> but then there's these gray areas, right? Like where it's like, okay, it's not great. But I've seen a lot of gray area, like that's not really a great link, but it showed up and it was perfectly natural. Like it just showed up on like a backlink profile where I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't seek out that journalist. I didn't, and it's not super well written like this, this piece, but mm -hmm. it's natural. It just, that is, it is what it is, but it could easily look like one in the, in its wording that, that could have been purchased, right? So here's something I've noticed over the years. Um, it used to be like maybe even, even just 10 years ago or, or even less, you'd have link building contracts that would be calling for 150 links a month from whatever specified areas, sites, uh, interests or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now those link, those, 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 those are similar link building contract for, for infinitely less money now is looking at five to 10 links a month. Um, and they're very specific about the interest categories, usually drawn from like, you know, Google Analytics or GA4. Um, and, uh, 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 but it's, but it's, the expectations are infinitely lower. So I, I think the expectation of quality is equally higher. Because before with 150 links a month, like you knew you were, you knew you were getting a Cracker Jack box full of spam. Like you just knew it, <laughs> but it was useful Cracker Jacks, right? Yeah. Now you expect to get, you know, some fairly high quality um, items with your purchase. Thank you very much. Yeah. And you probably will, um, right? Like the content writing level will be higher. The, the placements will be better. Um, the link will be put in more naturally and probably mixed in with a few others, right? Like where it just won't be what it is or, or what it was, but um, yeah, like, it, it, but there we lead through the circular, like, but how do you know, right? Like how, and should you still, should you engage that company? Like, yes, they're doing it in a way that reads a lot better, kind of appears more natural, does violate Google's guidelines. 
So should you? But if you don't, then you can't rank, right? Like, yeah. it's it's a it's a it's a really really. So yes, you should, of course, if you need that to rank. Right. Um. But again, don't be egregious. Don't be stupid about it, and certainly don't give Google um the reason to look at your website and go oh these 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 people are behaving badly um and again what five to ten new links a month that's kind of expectable yeah well and it recognizing that if that domain is allowing for that that domain might be known to google and that doesn't mean you're going to get a penalty but you have to be willing to put money out there and go i'm buying five links and all yeah. of that money might be flushed or three of those might be like just already filtered out right because google knows these these domains yeah. aren't really trusted from a link standpoint so if you're willing to like spend that money and hope for the best or go on a large scale i trust that i'll have enough to be worth what i'm spending right like one month this month this link that link they might be filtered out but over the whole of my spend um, it'll be worth it. I think you bring up a good point. It's a guideline, not a law. It's your yep. business, not theirs. Um, <laughs> so you have to make the decision that that is is right for you. Um, do you really spend a lot of time worrying about crawl budgets? This yes. is new. You do it. <laughs> yep. um, now, I have a very unique site in a very unique scenario that had problems based on crawl budget. Um, they have been remedied, so I no longer worry about them. <laughs> so, uh, but I, but I, we we did have problems with that uh, that area. As electricity is a really expensive thing, mm -hmm. power. How how this is this is something that webmasters are going to be coming up against in the future, and it's really important. Um, this is one of the reasons why free storage is going the way of the dodo. Um, it costs too much in electricity to keep the lights on in the server farms. Um, too much electricity to keep the servers on in the server farms. So a lot of the free storage, Google is going after, is, is doing this right now with um, its uh, 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 email suites. Um, forcing all people who'd been getting like, uh, I think actually, I think this is deadline week. Um, people who'd been getting uh, for years a free service from Google now have to start like ponying up like five bucks a month. And again, this is because electricity is a very, very real cost when it comes to data and data storage. Mm -hmm. So we're crawl, and also websites are much, much larger. And um, our electricity and power um, uh, uh, needs are growing rapidly. So <laughs> um, crawl budget is an important thing in SEO now where it mightn't have been so important um, several years back. So soft 404s waste your crawl budget. Now they waste a whole bunch of stuff. They waste the user's time. You might be getting a placement for them. You might actually be visible because there used to be something here. We expect there to be something here, or at least there was something here. The page is still resolving at 200, so it, it's still doing something, but there's nothing there. So in Google's eyes, it's a page without content, In uh, but it's also a page that resolves to a 200 uh, rather than a 404 error, 200 status rather than a 404 status. Um, so that's called a soft 404. When um, you sort of present to the search user that something's gonna be here, 
Google expects something to be there. Um, but Google finds after a couple of visits, there's nothing there, but the page still resolves to it as a 200. So it's got to go check it out. And then it finds, in fact, there's nothing there and serves up to you in Search Console a soft 404. That's what they mean. And it pisses them off. Um, get rid of them. Why do you have them? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you, what are you, what you're paying somebody to be a webmaster or not? Probably not. And then. And and I know that your friend's cousin's neighbor had had moved away years ago, but still get rid of these things. <laughs> now, in defense of some sites, just, mm -hmm. a, just a fun fact about why Dave hates JavaScript um, <laughs> or, or single page apps is it is one of the the problems with many of them is that they fundamentally and, and inherently do not deal with 404. Well, you can't just sort of go in most cases um, like if nothing is there, 404, just the way the back ends of them work. So I think for, for folks, the big shout out would be if you have an SPA website, um, like one that I manage um, or, or that I deal with that side of, uh, keep an eye on them, like up your up your soft 404s in your in your error report, because the system, many of the systems can't be configured like a WordPress site to go, it's a 404. It just sends a 200 because it's sending that 200 code putting the sort of framework out there and then looking for the content to send in um just for folks who don't have a javascript site to, to know why this is this is happening um and because of the order of events you're not getting a 404 being sent and so you just gonna have to wait for google um there are other ways so you can you can deal with that maybe i'll just save that for like an article and we can, we can chat about that another time but um yeah, this, an exception to where don't fire your developer because please don't fire your your JavaScript developer if you're <laughs> hitting software fours because it's probably not their fault. Oh, uh, and, and don't fire your webmaster either. Half the time they don't even know. Yeah, these are old uh, yeah, that's, pages. Like that's a good point, and that means somebody's like erasing the content. Like you could actually hit a software 404 on a WordPress site if somebody public somebody published a page with no content, right? Like if you just had created a blank page and published it, there's a good chance that something Google would pick up and go. That looks a lot like a nothing page. It looks a lot like a 404, like a soft 404 page. Um, so it could have been like, maybe it was your fault. <laughs> this thing showed up and you created a blog post with nothing on it um, and, and published it. So I have one client that has a, a truly uh, impressively massive website. I mean, like it's endless, endless e-com, e-com land. <laughs> and part of their massive website, because they, they, they honestly, and they continue to place for it, they, they have discontinued brands. In a in a special memorial section, okay. Now, then they have the goods on the on, on all these products. It's written up, and and uh, uh, if you're interested in something, you absolutely can't buy. Now, this this section of their website drives me nuts, and the and the owner of the website knows so. I've I've told them on several occasions how this just drives me up the wall and back again, because um, many of the pages um, will just contain an image or even be blank, just have the the H1 mentioning. The uh, now discontinued product. Um, I think that's again eating Google's, uh, 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 wasting Google's time, wasting their search budget, their search crawl budget, and you know, um, presenting Google with a, a, a Faustian bargain. They're really the only one to answer the question or query um, the user might have about these products. Mm -hmm. But I know Google doesn't want to serve up crap. Like seriously, Google doesn't want to serve this up. But like, why should they? It yeah. degrades the user experience. Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> okay. And I assume that they haven't listened to you tell them that. 
Um, well, we're in the middle of a uh, spectacular, huge uh, replatforming. So, um, no, they haven't, damn it. They haven't. I was hoping they would. Because um, we are in the middle of this spectacular, huge replatforming. It's a perfect time. But no, many of those, pa many of those pages are still there, not all of them. So I will give uh, it that. Something on, on a, the, a similar topic that I, I got thinking, sorry, on the Soft 404, so I'm sort of circling back to these like craptastic pages, but also the Soft 404 part. Uh, and something else I think that's worth noting about these too, like if you were like, well, I'm not really worried about my wasted crawl budget. My, my site is, is small enough. Something else that I have to think about a Soft 404 is basically Google is going, this page does not exist. This is them telling you this page does not exist. Through your site, somehow the crawlers have found this thing. So either there's external links to this soft 404 or there's internal links to that soft 404. Through whichever of those it is, page rank is flowing and it is hitting this thing and dying on the table. So even if you weren't worried about your soft 404s from a crawl budget standpoint, give a look at the report because you could probably recover some of the page rank that is just like bleeding out to these 404s. I mean, there's a whole bunch of little annoyance issues that you'll find in Google Console that are just like that, eh? Where where mm -hmm. you know you're just losing that little bit of energy, and it's it it you know what it's 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 like when 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 uh, uh, PageSpeed Insights tells you to um, reserve um, resources by like uh, minifying JavaScript or like uh, 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 making image compressing images and making them smaller. It seems like you're only gaining millimeters on the field. Like little fractions of an inch, and you are, yeah. but you're doing it on a page that replicates itself innumerable times in who knows how many seconds. Um, how many times, you know, how many times in how many seconds, like a lot, and that actually adds up. Yeah, I mean, that's my, my favorite part about those sorts of things. It's like, I mean, it's the annoyance, you can't look to a term and go oh, that term went from like page three to position three because we did this. No, but across an entire website you can go, everything increased 0.1 position, right? Like where it's like a broad brush stroke, but in your analytics, all of a sudden you can see this move, right? And it's, it's you won't see it in your ranking reports often because it's just so far spread out that there's nothing individually that's like, oh, there's my glory moment. Um, but the big glory moment comes when you look at your analytics and go, okay, but clearly a bunch of things did better because when I look at like search console, for example, my click-through rate improved or my average position improved. But when I look at individual queries, I can't really see it or like a bunch of them are improving, but it's for like 0.1 position, which I always find fun to try and explain to um, people why it's saying the position's 4.3, right? <laughs> Whatever it is uh, for, for a position in search oh. console. I chase, I chase after keywords when it comes to content. I, I tend not to chase after keywords very much anymore. I just really just try to write as descriptive content as possible. I'm hoping that a, a very wide net will catch a whole bunch of keyword queries or yeah. um, types of query. Um, but when it comes to the technical side of SEO, I'm not I'm not chasing a keyword ever. I don't know. I have no idea how speeding the page up is going to affect this placement or that placement. I'm just hoping that a tighter ship will sail faster. Right. Yeah. Um, trimming the sails here and there will get you um, will get you uh, a, a better pos better positioning against the water and and the wind funnels and um, that. 
that improves your voyage overall, which will, and this screwed up metaphor, raise your rankings eventually. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we've I'm talked sorry. about it a lot on this show too. And something I think is a good reminder for folks, because you and I've been doing this a long time. Um, and when you see a problem, you need to, like when, when something goes wrong, you need to find the source of the problem. Even if your page speed insights are like whatever like speed metrics you're using or, or these technical issues, even if they never amount to anything, like even if they don't impact your rankings ever at all, they don't even help a user ever at all. They're just an inert thing that you did and you wasted your time on. When something goes wrong, and it will, <laughs> like something will always go wrong. Sometimes <laughs> rank, the, the, the tide will go out. You know what not to look at. That's right? quite right. You know what's not to blame. Um, so you'll find the problem faster most of the time. So. Joe Whalen once mentioned the Zen of SEO. Now you're mentioning the process of elimination of SEO. And, well, I hate facts. I know it's, I know it's perfect. Right. Um, and there's something to be said for that. Dot your I's, right? Like, then you just have to cross your T's later if a problem happens. Yeah, totally. I mean, you know what? Being, there's, there's, there is, there, you know what? There's only honor in being a good webmaster. Yeah. Like seriously, there's there's no dishonor in making sure your website is as clean and and well functioning as possible. Indeed. So Google has is trying a uh, a new thing that I think is kind of cool on one level and kind of you know I guess it just sort of goes with the way culture is going on another. Um, it's putting a little bug or a little. Uh, notification under certain search results indicating how quick or how fast a read something might be more than five minutes less than five minutes quick read little bugs like that and they're experimenting with uh different ways to um to notify the reader but or notify the user but it what it ends up is a this is a long article this is a short article um is that like something that they have to do for uh, people who are wary of reading stuff? Well, I think in a way they do, but here's a disservice that I think they're doing themselves and, and their readers. I can't even count the number of times I wanted a quick answer to something. I knew that it was a quick answer that I needed. It would, it would fit the bill. And that quick answer is within a long article. It still took me under a minute to find my answer. You know, some, some weird Windows command, right? And the page itself might be massively long. I'm just looking for one shortcut. I jump to it, you know, quick find, there's the shortcut, got it. It actually, the read itself to fulfill what my intent was, I, I just did this yesterday. <laughs> when I was looking at a window that was off the screen, I need to find the shortcut to like move it back in when, when I didn't want to like resize everything. Anyway, um, the read itself, was under a minute and the page itself was massive because it had all of the shortcuts like that so i think that's where a disservice might be there if you looked and you just like trusted what it was and didn't understand what it was you were trying to look for you might go oh well, i'm not going to spend 15 minutes <laughs> trying to find a solution to this problem when i know that the solution is really really easy fact was it was a great site um, that i've now bookmarked um that, that provided the solution really fast. So I think that may be one of their challenges. And that's a really quick example, but I can think of many like that, where it's like, oh no, it's, I only need this section of a page. I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Like I don't need a whole like Wikipedia, great example, right? Like I'm not gonna read the whole Wikipedia entry if all I want to know is what was the average rainfall 
over time in this country or whatever, right? I might be looking for. I don't need to know that the page itself is 15 minutes because I'm only going to read about two minutes of that, right? So that that's where I think this sort of falls down, um, you know. But uh, but we'll, we'll 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 see. I think in some forms of content it does make sense. I think in some, like if if I'm clearly wanting to read an article, maybe if it was a news story. Um, you know, that might work because if I am going to read it, then I'm not just like chasing after a title. I'm actually looking to understand something that's going on in the world. Good for you. Um, um, well, as the writer, I just hope it doesn't dissuade people from, from choosing good content or that it doesn't push good content into the, yeah, maybe some other time file. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a good, a, a really good point, um, as well. So we'll, we'll see, does it stick around? Probably because it'll help people and then Google will start like going, oh, people like short content. No, people don't know what they want. They, they you know, they would pick a faster horse if you didn't give them a car, right? Like, um, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's, I, I don't know that it, it should stick around. Maybe it will, but I don't, I don't think it should for exactly what we're, what we're talking about here. I, I think it, okay, it's we're... not really accurate. We're uh, speaking of not very accurate. Oh my goodness, what a segue. We are closing in on the end of time, but if you're acting in the PPC world and you're working with Google Ads, Google wants you to know it's not you, it's them. Um, <laughs> Google, according to Search Engine Land, uh, Google reports an issue that's affecting impression share and auction insights in uh, Google Ads. It's been going on for three days. It is not screwing with your bidding, your auto bidding strategies, and it's not screwing with um, how ads are served. But it is messing with what you're seeing um, in in impression data and uh, and in uh, in insights. Now, did did you hear? Is this something that'll be recoverable? I, I don't know if, if that I don't know yet came out. Yeah, so hopefully they can recover it because I always find it problematic. I like that. I don't almost blame them when it's organic stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're not putting a lot of work into that. But when I paid them for something, I accept <laughs> accurate data. Well, um, I think that it's not not reporting. It's a delay in reporting. So when that happens, it's not like they're not recording the information. I think they probably are. They're just not getting it to the users or getting uh, it to their to their to their dashboards. Now I'm reading. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm I'm going off of Ginny Maven's uh, tweets here. Uh, she's at, she's now ad liaison at uh, uh, Google. Um, she doesn't mention data loss, but she did use the word delay a couple times okay, okay so again that suggests they're recording stuff but uh it's just not getting it's going from a to b but not from b to c so okay okay see i i hadn't had a chance to read that story so i'm glad we closed up on it and uh hopefully as helpful for our listeners as it was for me yeah but don't make any helpful jokes because it's not particularly helpful <laughs> That's, that's 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 one of the lessons from today um i think that's pretty much it uh if you, you know what go to search engine journal check out a uh piece on uh page speed insights um i really should have copied the author's name because i like uh noting who wrote these things give me a half moment here apologies to this author um i bet you i bet you it's roger too eh? it's not it's a manic ban um Really good, really good pay, a piece on PageSpeed's insights. Heaven knows, as an SEO, y'all are going to be using PageSpeed insights or um, GT metrics or whatever a lot more in the future. Yeah. So, um, having a having a rundown or even just a refresher 
on what you're getting out of it is a good thing. Um, I think, honestly, I think that's all the news that we had for the I week. Mean, it is. And that's good time. We are getting really good at this. So good that it might be worth informing people that this show is still looking for a sponsor. And if you're interested in sponsoring Webcology or any show on WMR.FM, please contact Brasco at WMR.FM. He will sit down, talk to you, get you set up, and um, put your words into the ears of thousands, dare I say hundreds of thousands of listeners over time. <laughs> okay, on that, on behalf of Dave Davies from Wage and Bias, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on the 1st of September, 2022. At least that's when it was recorded live to podcast. It's still warm enough out that you can get out and have some fun, so do it while you can. It's a long weekend. Happy Labor Day to everybody in, uh, who, 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 who gets a Labor Day. Um, Enjoy the long weekend, stay safe, rank well, uh, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.